2: word go forth fool me once are you fired up if i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel
3: boom yeah. you me,
2: we can't get fooled again hey what's up everyone how you doing ben kissel here hanging out with travis ervide hello ben And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. The word of the day is drama within the GOP. We're going to discuss the ramifications of Reverend Warnock defeating Herschel Walker, making the United States Senate 51 to 49 in favor of the Democrats. This is a prediction that Travis Irvine, our very own, Mm. had earlier this year. And it has come true, which means most of our predictions from this year earlier have come true, except for Chuck Grassley is still alive. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> It's not too late. Added... It's not too late. We got three more weeks. <laughs> if you are in Washington, throw banana peels on the ground. <laughs> oil slicks. Go full Mario Kart. We got to get Grassley dead. You got to scare <laughs>
4: him, too. Like around the corner. Boo. Jump Boo. scares. Yeah, yeah.
2: Anything. He's Boo. old. He's Boo. old. Just I, I don't know. Tell him that the next president is is going to be uh, a little person, a woman. He's going to his head will explode. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll discuss what's going on right now within the GOP. Donald Trump, a big blow to the old Donald and not the kind he likes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing about Donald is a big blow. Also, Mm. when it comes to the Trump organization, they have been found guilty of a whole series of tax evasion uh, crimes. Well, what does it mean? What doesn't it mean? Is this going to have any effect on his presidential campaign for twenty twenty four? Who knows? It's a lot of minutiae.
4: $1. Mm. $1. $1.6 million. That's nothing to
2: them. I know. Mm-hmm. So we'll discuss it. But I think the big issue, obviously, is another Donald Trump candidate in Herschel Walker mm-hmm. has lost. Well, mm-hmm. So we will discuss what that means. And we're also going to discuss Alex Jones going to war with Nick Fuentes and ye or well, yay. Yay whatever <laughs> it's amazing to see and politics strange bedfellows mm-hmm. i agree with alex jones today isn't that oh, nice wow. because he has said i don't like hitler and i said alex wow so brave. Wow. Brave. wow so brave brave take. so brief mm-hmm. unbelievable mm-hmm. but before that as we mentioned on the last episode we're going to discuss what happened with the rail union strike This is a sad day for unions across America. Mm. On the positive side, there's a new contract that has been given. This union has been busted, uh, Mm. basically. The strike, rather, has been busted. The union union continues to survive, but not nearly as strong as it could be. People Mm -hmm. like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez... Did not do what she said she was going to do, right. which is stand up for workers' rights. It's easy to wear a shirt that says, ta- or a dress that says, tax the rich when you go to the Met Gala. It's different when you actually have to vote. Right. So, some of the positive things are in this new contract, railroad workers will get a 24% pay increase over five years. Hmm. They will also get immediate payouts averaging $11,000 upon ratification. And an extra paid day off. Now, the problem here Mm. is during the pandemic, they cut a bunch of jobs. And obviously, those jobs have not been refilled. But everything is back full bore. People want more goods than ever before. Right. And they have a limited amount of workers now trying to facilitate a huge demand. So these workers are overworked, underpaid, overstressed. And now they don't even get any more paid sick days right. off. Mm. So in theory, like AOC said, why don't you just use your vacation days for sick days? No. Well, you have to tell them a couple days beforehand when you want to take a vacation day, two weeks to a month, Ben. two weeks to a month before you take your vacation day. So unless you're really plotting your next COVID virus, right. unless you're <laughs> really out there be like, well, in two weeks, I plan on licking every seat I see. <laughs> so you can count me down for a sick day. <laughs> You don't get any sick days. One extra sick day off a year is nothing. It's bullshit. And this is um, for Joe Biden, a man who promised to be a strong union president. Just another example of crony corrupt capitalism at the end of the day, winning fucking over the working class of this country.
3: Yeah. Yeah. AOC's mentor Bernie Sanders uh, sent out a very upset email on Friday, citing uh, how the work, uh, the railroad workers really did get shafted. Uh, once again, I mean, the, just like every other industry during this pandemic, you're looking at railroad companies making record profits, yes, billions record. and billions and billions of dollars. And of course, mm-hmm. the top. The top-level brass and all the companies are getting their payouts. They can get their stock buybacks, all Mm -hmm. what have you. They get their benefits, obviously. And once again, the workers who are doing the work of making their profits for the companies, it's a tale as old as time here in America. They got shafted again, but they got what they could this time around.
2: Yeah, the rail workers indeed railroaded in this situation. The union said our members, this is a quote, Our members are forced to work more hours, have less stability, suffer more stress, and receive less rest. The ask for sick leave was not out of preference, but rather out of necessity. Yes. What are we even doing? Don't we want to live in a country where we have our workers, I don't know, healthy? when right. they go to work so we can avoid the next pandemic
4: the what's crazy to me is the the hypocritical rhetoric around this you're saying the railway industry is the lifeblood of America mm-hmm. we can't function without it with the america is paralyzed without these workers then why can't we compensate them and equip them properly and yeah. you know take care of them just the same if they're that important where is that safety
2: net for them? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of what happened when it comes to nurses during the pandemic. And they're like, frontline oh, workers. workers. Thank you so much. And then I remember at 7 p.m. every day in Brooklyn, people would clamor pots and pans together bing, outside bing, their bing, windows bing, 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 because, bing. you know, after you finish a hard shift, wiping people's asses <laughs> uh, at the hospitals in Brooklyn, you want to hear a bunch of pots and bing, pans bing, bing, being clanged
3: Thank you. bang, 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 bang,
2: bang, bang. The union goes on to say no American worker should have to face the decision of going to work sick, fatigued or mentally unwell versus getting disciplined or being fired by their employer. Yet that is exactly what is happening every single day on the nation's largest freight railroads. This was an opportunity for the Biden administration and the Democratic Party as a whole to stand up for workers' rights. Mm -hmm. And they punted absolutely it's a compromise to some degree but also at the end of the day corporate elites they're going to win this battle (sighs) because people need to work they need money struggling to make ends meet and they know they have them over a barrel from the very beginning and you could tell even in the media coverage it was they were almost snickering at the union being like oh yeah what bargaining chip do you have right i was watching don lemon And he was like, this is the most amount of power you guys are ever going to have. You better make a deal. It's disgusting. And it's really unfortunate that, again, the people that make sure all of those goods end up at your doorstep are the ones who are getting completely and utterly screwed. According to Jeremy Ferguson, president of Smart TD, he told uh, CNBC when it comes to uh, receiving back pay, he says, I keep hearing that some are going to do that. It's always a possibility. I hope that doesn't happen. I want every member to stay employed and enjoy all the benefits that we have and that we do. And we're going to need more employees if we're going to have adequate time off. However, they're simply not freaking hiring. So the parties had until December 9th to reach an agreement before the workers promised a strike. This industry uh, that would cost the U.S. economy $2 two billion dollars a day wow. wow so they have a lot of freaking leverage exactly you would think but at mm. the end of the day again uh, the powers that be came in gave them a shallow offering to say the least right. with one more sick day <sighs> and that's it mm. so uh, I I don't know I just felt like the Democrats really could have done a hell of a lot more when it comes to uh, ensuring union support. And hopefully when we have people like, you know, John Fetterman in there now in Senate, the union support can um, get a little stronger in the United States. So the modern rail freight industry dates back to 1980 when Congress partially dismantled a strict system of regulation that had been introduced in the late 19th century following a catalog of abuses by companies of the original railroad barons, Hmm. men like Jay, Jay Gould, James Hill. Edward Henry Harriman, the Staggers Rail Act of 1980, named after Democratic Congressman Harley O. Staggers, gave the railroads much more freedom to run their operations, including closing down unprofitable lines and setting their own freight rates, which the federal government had previously determined through the Interstate uh, Commerce Commission. So basically, what's happening now is corporations are able to set their own wages, obviously, and because of that, they're only looking out for the bottom line, which mm-hmm. is making profit, yes. and they don't care if that comes at the cost of not paying their workers enough, and if it comes at the cost of their workers not getting enough rest and having to go to work sick. I don't know why we live in the wealthiest country on earth, and if someone has a fucking flu or a fever of 100 degrees, they have to go into work and do a very, very dangerous job. Right. This right. also, it, like, you die on this freaking job. Yes.
3: Oh my god. I mean, yeah, train crashes are are not not good. I'm going to hot take here. I'm going to say that that's not good and you want the people operating these large cross-country locomotives to be well-rested and well taken care of. It reminds me of so many of the other stories we've talked about this year. I mean, 2022, we've talked about how union support is some of the highest ever and now we can see why. It doesn't matter if you work in the railroad industry or if you work at Applebee's or a freaking greeting card company and Florida during a hurricane, all of these folks who are running these companies just seem to continuously throw their own workers under, in this case, the train wheels. And it's just not fair at all. You wish that, again, some politicians— AOC is a lot of lip service, it seems like at this point. And Bernie's, Mm -hmm. Bernie's just one senator out of a hundred and there's only so much they can do. So you just got to hope that again, all these different businesses that we've covered where they're, they're giving their workers a shaft. You just got to hope that these folks keep organizing, keep unionizing. And we've talked about with the Amazon, potential Amazon unions. The reason Amazon and Jeff Bezos are so opposed to Amazon workers unionizing is because there's so many people working for amazon now in this country that they would instantly become the largest union in the country so don't stop fighting i mean it, once the yeah. people get together then they they truly do have power and you know in terms of Don lemon's rhetoric they will only have larger bargaining chips going forward from here
4: my question is do they really have power because even this union I mean, the strike got busted. They didn't get, it didn't matter what they were threatening. They they didn't get what they, so if, if AOC isn't supporting us, if Bernie Sanders isn't supporting the union, what do they really have? Well, Bernie Sanders was supporting the well, union. He was one. Sen- he's one senator, sorry, one senator supporting he the union. He wasn't able yep, to right. do it all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, they have the power of knowing that everything that they do equates to $2 billion per day in United States revenue. Right. So uh, for our economy, going back to what Jeremy Ferguson said, the concern that he brings up is that rail workers will quit will quit after receiving their back pay mm. which is insane. It's not that much money. I believe they're talking eleven thousand dollars, and mm. also it's like it reminds me almost of the same rationale that some people had for you know ending the war on drugs. Well, mm. what are we going to do if we legalize marijuana? All these people are going to be really mad. same thing with slavery all the oh my god they're gonna revolt if we let them go i don't know if we can deal with that if we give them back pay they might quit well maybe you shouldn't have treated them like dog shit so you don't find yourself in this pickle yeah because it's kind of a big deal so Mm. say the union workers
4: the, the union railway workers engage in a wildcat strike do you guys see the government doing what they've done before where they like Call in the military.
2: We'll do what uh, Ronnie Reagan did with the air uh, air traffic controllers and just basically be like, you're going to be fired if you don't get back to work and you can strong arm them. But I don't know, because these people have families. They can't just this isn't like a joke. You know, you can't just these are adult people, many men who are just totally screwed because what are they going to do? And the idea that like, oh, what if we give them back pay? Then they're not going to come to work at all. That's ridiculous. That sucks. (laughs) Give them the money that they're owed. And the fact that they got one extra paid sick day. I just feel like we didn't learn anything from this goddamn pandemic. The, the idea of back pay is holding
4: them hostage. Exactly. It's, it's, it's literally, you're not paying them what they earned, because if we pay them what
3: they earned, then they're going to leave. Oh, gosh, darn it. <laughs> but if you just pay them what they deserve, they'll stay. It seems like they should just figure it out. The It, it, it just reminds me of, again, the, the struggle of workers in this country. It goes back. It's. Hundreds of years old at this point. And, you know, you look at some of those old days, like, yeah, they did send in the cops and they did send in people to start busting up unions with physical force. Uh, So much. Yeah. yeah, National Guard, you name it. Um, Whatever uh, source of force was available, they'd send it to bust some of those unions. So much so that, you know, you look at some of the history, some of the unions started putting women and children on the front lines. Of the the picket line, just so the police wouldn't come in there and beat
2: them up, too. Oh, my God. Right, right. So, anyway, that's the latest on that. It's a compromise, I guess. It's 80% in favor of the establishment and corporations. And uh, they gave beans, a bunch of little cold raw beans in compensation to the workers that, again, make everything freaking run. I would love to see the executives in their suits attempt to do what these people do every single day mm-hmm. on the railways. Mm. It would be like that show Undercover Boss, which I do like to watch I when I Undercover see these Boss. people be like, wait a second, how do you deep, you deep fry the burrito? It's a chimichanga, huh? <laughs> that's a chimichanga? <laughs> you watch how inept these bosses mm-hmm. actually are and how little they know how much their employers, employees work
4: Mm-hmm. And how
2: hard these jobs are, whether it be a fast food gig, a rail working job, teaching, nursing, these jobs are not freaking easy and they deserve compensation. Let's um, start
3: putting that into the contract, too. All executives should be required to do at least one episode
2: of Undercover Boss. I agree. <laughs> per year. Every, I, I agree. Every single executive needs to at least Please. once one, a week, a year needs to be on the front lines and just see what these people go through. Mm -hmm. You know, we get mad at the workers every single holiday season that work at UPS and FedEx. When we see them dumping a bunch of boxes off (laughs) of the side of the road and taking a piss on them and be like, I quit. But who the (laughs) heck can blame them? Right. Right.
4: And the worst part is, you know, again, I'm just so upset about, about our government, the powers that be the senators with their unlimited days off that they would, that we
2: pay, they get 400,000 bucks a year on our fucking, on our dime. And then somehow they end up coming out millionaires. (sighs) How does mm. that happen when you only get 400K a year, mm. but then you go into office and then you leave with like 20 million in your coffers?
3: Mm. What happened? Exactly. Mm. Chuck Grassley is the only one who truly knows. He's been at it for 70 years.
2: I know. And he's missing all of his family reunions. Chuck, just die. Just <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, the telltale heart. Just die. Please, die. God, die. Chuck, die. <laughs> How many more days do we have? It's like 20 days. We 20 days. We got three 20 weeks.
3: Days. Three weeks. Oh, come days. on. See him at the Dairy Queen. Give him a nice boo.
2: Give him a boo. (laughs) Extra, yes, because he loves to go to Dairy Queen. And he tweets about it. Give him extra Mm. caramel. It'll get stuck in his throat. Oh, right. And my prediction will come true. (laughs) His dentures. (laughs) Caramel is the
3: stickiest of all toppings. Across
0: America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio...
2: Well, speaking of true, let's move on a little bit. And speaking of uh, near death, this story is actually sad. Chickens have come home to roost for the Ted Cruz family. Really? Mm. Ted Cruz obviously going out and just deciding that the LGBT uh, community is the uh, LGBTQ. If you want to have the Q in there, sure. Um, that they are on the cross; they're in the crosshairs, right, of the political war, the culture war, they're the enemy that is American politics. Ted Cruz, uh, he makes a he's pronouns he does not like them, no, and he does not like. He just picks fights with people that don't deserve to have fights picked with them. Mm. It's the same thing going on right now. I was just reading a story about uh, there was a donut shop that had a drag show. And people threw Molotov cocktails through the window. Oh what the fuck God. are you doing? Uh, now, drag queens are having bodies, are having security yeah. guards, right. armed security guards. People have lost their goddamn minds. Leave people alone, let them do what they wanna do. And again, I would rather have a drag queen read to my child than fucking George W. Bush the Nick as 9-11 <laughs> right. happens in the background. Right. <laughs> so please, Lord, just stop with all of this madness. Um, Ted Cruz's daughter, she's 14 years old. She came out as bi. I don't know. I'm not talking about a 14-year-old se- 13 year old sexuality, but she uh, had self-inflicted knife wounds to her arms. Ted Cruz says it's a family matter. And it is a family matter. And it's a it's a matter that a, millions and millions of families are dealing with every single day in this country. Exactly. And he openly disses them and talks exactly. about um, how wrong it is, what they're doing to our children. Take a look in the mirror, Ted Cruz. Take mm. a look at your own family and mm. understand how your rhetoric is hurting your own children. Maybe this will get the message across to him that this stuff isn't a fucking joke. Wow, you might, uh, you know, hopefully. because he's like, it's a family matter. It's a family matter every time you mention it. Exactly. It's a family right. matter to millions of families across this country. You're a senator, shut the fuck up about it. Mm. So, Cruz's daughter, Caroline, she was hospitalized in a Houston hospital. Uh, she's expected to recover. Cruz has two uh, kids. He's got Catherine, who's 11, and Caroline, who's 14, with his wife, Heidi. Of course, that's the infamous wife, Heidi, (laughs) who Donald Trump called ugly. And then Ted Cruz said, can I lick your boots, Donald? (laughs) So what's interesting about this and which makes it um, noteworthy is solely because of Ted Cruz and what he is, how he is building his political brand. Mm -hmm. As Yay is going on the neo-Nazi platform Mm -hmm. saying Hitler wasn't so bad, uh, Ted Cruz has taken the culture war again against the gay community against the lgbtq community and this is a for him a big political winner yeah but at home obviously it's having a damaging effect on his own family and maybe he'll realize that his rhetoric this is the effect it has on families across this country yeah that's the only that maybe that's a positive thing of course for him i mean he's so up his own ass he probably has no idea what the hell uh, who knows and unfortunately,
4: right. it, it, it's very unfortunate that it had to come to this. But you aren't wrong, Ben, that sometimes this is the wake up call that people like him need, that what you are saying has real consequences. And the people you affect are literally the people in your home, in your life, not just your, your voters or your payees.
3: Right. Well, and I would just hope that Ted Cruz takes a... Uh, A note of another Republican senator that he serves with currently, and that's my senator Rob Portman from Ohio, who was one of the very first Republican senators to come forward and say that he wanted gay marriage to be a legal uh, law here in Mm -hmm. America. I mean, and he did that because his own son uh, came out as gay. And I think that is, again, it's a low bar for Republican senators these days, but Rob Portman deserves that credit. And he deserves credit for some more good news that happened here in the last few weeks. And that is, uh, Rob Portman and the Democrats led a bipartisan coalition of senators, uh, in the U.S. Senate to pass the Respect for Marriage Act, which mm. basically says that if you get legally gay married in another state where it's allowed, that marriage is allowed to, uh, exist and any kind of state, and they did this, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, after the fallout of Roe v. Wade in case the Supreme Court uh, tries to... Uh, take away the right to get gay married. They reverse the Obergefell decision, and then it reverts gay marriage back to the States the way it was uh, before the Obergefell decision. So good on Rob Portman for doing that. And Ted Cruz, take a freaking note, because Ted Cruz did not Mm -hmm. vote yes on the Respect for Marriage Act, and he needs to start respecting his own family's wishes. I mean, my God. Mm -hmm.
2: And of course, gay married is just known as married because there's nothing gayer than a wedding. (laughs) So- (laughs) hi Going back to this uh, donut store. So there's a donut shop. It was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Apparently, a couple of weeks ago, they had an art exhibit that features some drag queens, right? So then this dude at 2.30 in the morning, uh, he's got his red baseball cap on, uh, symbolizing Trumpism, perhaps. I don't know, but I'm assuming. And uh, call me wrong if I am, but I don't think that I am. He's got a hoodie on, and he throws a couple of uh, Molotov cocktails through the store's window, Because he just can't handle the idea that the sanctity of a donut shop was penetrated (laughs) by drag queens. At an art show? At an art exhibit. I
3: mean,
2: yeah. It's it's nuts. So now they're not even attacking drag queens when they do something like a reading hour at a public library. And again, people are conflating two different things. It's like. If you're a football player, you don't constantly wear your football pads and tackle people. If a drag queen is going to do a reading at a public library, they're not acting the same as when they're performing at 10 p.m. that evening. Right. Right. Same way with a stand up comedian. He's not doing all of his dick and cock and pussy jokes when he goes and talks to children at 10 a.m. Right. That's his nightclub act or her nightclub act. It's just there's like I was there were some he's a stupid talking head. And he was talking about, um, I've been to drag shows and I don't think kids should be there. It's like it's not Mm. the same thing. Right. Because you're talking about a nighttime event where adults are there. Right. Right. We're talking about uh, drag queens that are doing something out of the kindness of their heart, trying to read to children. Come on. It doesn't. I don't. These are, they're different. People act differently in different situations.
4: Right. And these are usually the same kind of parents. I'm not generalizing here. I'm just saying these are usually the same kind of parents that are also OK with probably their child going to a, a straight bar or a lot of places where a lot of straight or to sex, church, which are, can
2: be very dangerous. Straight sex <laughs> and <laughs> descriptions
4: of violence and weird things are happening. But as long as it's not gay, it's OK. So it's yeah. hypocritical usually, too, when they're mm-hmm. starting when they start this rhetoric. Nothing Whoa. gayer
2: than the
3: Bible. Right. Well, well, I didn't mean to agree with that right away, but you are right, Ben. <laughs> sure. Um, look, but and, and also this weekend, we had a situation here in Columbus, Ohio, where a drag reading, uh, uh again, a drag queen book hour reading hour at a Clintonville library here in Columbus, Ohio had to be canceled because the Proud Boys threatened to show up. And then the Proud Boys did show up anyway, even though it had been canceled so they could march around in their little outfits and try to intimidate people in this nice liberal suburb of Columbus, Ohio. You add to that that this weekend that a drag show's power went out in Moore County, North Carolina, because the power grid, the actual machine that gets the power to the drag show and where the drag show is located, uh, was shot up. By, by a bunch of bullets and the power Fucking went out nuts. for 40,000 people uh, and it could doing? very well be a domestic violence. They're still investigating it, obviously. But, um, you know, it it was not a coincidence. Let's just say that, that the power went out at the location where a drag show in Moore County, North Carolina was happening and that the power grid was hit by a bunch of bullets. Again, to your point, Ben, I don't understand what is wrong with some of these people that they're so afraid I don't know. of drag show. It is it is entertainment it is comedy at best. And if nothing else, you're getting it's vaudeville. Edutainment. It's vaudeville. <laughs> and, and if it's for kids, it's edutainment. And I just don't understand why there's still some people out there who seem to have a problem
2: with that. I don't know. They focus on it a lot, which makes me think that they're thinking about uh, putting that makeup on and singing some Lady Gaga in the mirror.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, And and yet they leave Rudy Giuliani completely alone, Uh, even though he was one of the best drag queens. That's what Bill Maher used to say. It was like, Giuliani's dressed as a woman a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. He's really good at it. Also, there's nothing, uh, no group sounds gayer than the Proud Boys. That's really gay. We're the Proud Proud Boys. They sound like they should be snapping their fingers and fighting the Jets and the Sharks in (laughs) West Side Story. No, that's a fun movie. I would watch that. Well, speaking of Proud Boys, let's talk a little bit about Ye's campaign and Milo Yenneapolis. Um, Candace Owens has called him, quote, vindictive as Milo has exited the yay campaign evidently he was kanye's campaign manager which i don't know like what's going on and then he got fired
3: i've heard it from my sources that he was attempting to help kanye run for president in 2024 i don't know how that was ever supposed to go
2: i don't know either but even for milo when yay was like hitler was right good ideas (laughs) all around Milo is like, I'm gonna see myself out, uh, because of <laughs> course, when it comes to Nazism, we often discuss in the terms of Judaism, but gays were also persecuted. Mm-hmm. All minority groups, right. um, Gypsies, he killed other Germans, Germans, other Germans. Yeah. I mean, everyone was on the crosshairs, uh, in the crosshairs, except for a very specific group of people uh, that Adolf Hitler liked, despite the fact he didn't look. Like any of them either, because mm. he did not have blonde hair or blue eyes. So I guess Milo went
4: with uh, Ye and Nick Fuentes when they went down to go see Trump. Yes. Oh. So, he, so oh, my God. So he was at part of the inner circle. Ben. Be he a, had really gotten there. To be a fly on
2: the wall.
3: <laughs> my God. just What a weird, watch.
2: What a weird Thanksgiving dinner. Oof. Very bizarre. Just watching those four guys spitball ideas. And Kanye's is like, you want to be my running mate, Mr. Trump? No and way. Then Trump freaked out. So I, how dare you?
4: But I think Candace Owens is calling him
2: vindictive. He's calling, she. yes, thank you, Candace. Thank you for being here. <laughs>
4: She's calling him that because he's uh, billing ye for $116,000. Well, it was a lot of work that Milo <laughs> put into
2: the campaign. So uh, this, it's happening and <laughs> it's fascinating. And it's interesting now to see the right eat themselves as they are meeting failure at the polls, it was only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Everything, when things are going well, when you're winning, speaking of sports, teams get along a lot better. Mm. And when things start to fall apart a little bit, that's when we start to see the cracks in the wall and the personalities really come out. This is what Yannyapolis wrote on Twitter. "Yay and I have come to the mutual conclusion that I should step away from his political team. What the fuck is his political <laughs> team? Oh, no. It's Kanye and Nick Fuentes, oh. his political team. <laughs> Just be mad at right women. There.
4: Just be angry at your ex-wife. <laughs> that's
2: so, that's a, so. Minneapolis is pulling the, you can't fire me, I quit. Yeah, he's pulling <laughs> a
3: Roger Stone from August 2015.
2: He goes on to say, Ye is a genius who I've come to love and respect. Okay. We remain friends. All I right. will continue to pray for Ye mm. and all of his endeavors. Nah,
3: it all sounds... It, when milo says it i just i think he's i think he's just trolling everybody
2: that's what i'm starting to think you know what though i used to think that but i think these people are telling their their truth mm, mm. i think that this is just who they are mm, I guess unless you'd... it's the longest act con uh con act i've ever seen yeah milo well, is just
3: you just you because you 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 troll enough that you just become the troll
2: and then you truly do believe the troll yeah i think so too you become what you uh you know, it's the joke that got out of hand with mm-hmm. yay, with yay. No, with uh,
4: yay. It had been an ongoing, especially over like the past eight years, there'd been an ongoing but it's is been a Ye, slow is process.
2: Yes. Right. It, so like when he first started, I would go back to, I mean, he's been acting erratically forever. I was just thinking about when Obama called him a jackass <laughs> like, when he yeah. interfered with uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Which right. he doesn't have the Swift army on his side. There's no way he's winning. That's the only political in- and ca- the only celebrity endorsement that matters is Taylor Swift's. Truly. I really think <laughs> so. She can ruin your life if she do not like you. They were the ones who they got Ticketmaster to almost apologize. <laughs> <Wow>. Ticketmaster. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Taylor Swift should have represented the railway unions, the yeah, rail workers. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not Send her wrong. in there. So, Yeniapolis continues to say, he says, for the record, I had concerns about a potential new hire, but I never tried to get anyone fired, especially not people I personally brought in who owe me their gratitude, loyalty and respect that tweet or that message that was posted on. uh, It's a now deleted tweet. It's now deleted. I don't think it was a it wasn't a tweet. It was on one of one of their far right wing social. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Something like that. So. That's why Candace calls him vindictive because she is like blaming him for a whole bunch of stuff. And again, these people are just so unbelievably stupid. It's remarkable that they have any say in anything. This is what Candace Owens tweeted. She says, Milo, actually, you can read this. Milo is a vindictive psychopath, utterly void of conscience and lies without qualm. Thank you, Candace. (laughs) Really a fantastic job. Believe it or not, that was our very own Fernando. I'm very talented. I'm surprised
3: she knows what the word qualm means. Yes,
2: absolutely.
4: She goes on to say, number one, I have never in my life been in contact with Milo Yiannopoulos or Nick Fuentes. This is not a personal shot at either of them. That is simply the truth. I met Milo twice, both times at David Horowitz's Freedom Center, where we were both invited as speakers years ago. So didn't she just say she's never been
3: in
2: contact with him? You just and then said, she immediately <laughs> says she met him twice. <laughs> anyway, go. that's I just is, I get
3: confused. <laughs> that's just good PR. That's just good PR right there.
2: Anyway, she goes on. I was with Dave Rubin. He can attest to that fact. <laughs> And then she says, Milo was nice to me both times. That's oh, the extent of my relationship uh, with Milo. Uh,
4: <laughs> These people
2: are so freaking lame.
4: I, you know, that for a while, they were really trying to say that Candace Owens was, you know, uh, blaming, well, uh, controlling Ye. And, uh, you know, she wanted to uh, load, uh, unload Parlor off on him because yes. it, was, it turned out to be a complete failure.
2: Well, that's her husband's website. Yeah. So, I, I mean, she's just, try, she's
4: just trying to save face because basically she's being accused of introducing Ye to Milo and you know, oh, so right oh. being you, of yes. con- you know she's connecting all so she's not being vindictive Ben. she's just clearing the
2: waters. she's just clearing <laughs> it up that's great so yeah she says she did not introduce yay to milo hmm. what a sad group of dipshits <laughs> god it's so funny Of course, Candace Owens, she was the one, she was uh, with Yay when they wore their White Lives Matter shirt. All Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. No, it's in White Lives Matter. White
4: Lives Matter. You're right. Mm -hmm. White Lives
2: Matter. Specifically White Lives. Yes. Specifically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're right sometimes.
3: That's (laughs) great. There There you go. go.
2: (laughs) And of course, um, Kanye, he is currently, I believe, being sued by George Floyd's family because he's gone so far as to say that George Floyd died of I believe he says basically natural causes or a drug overdose. I think he said fentanyl or some crazy thing. But um, we all saw the 10-minute video. Right. So I just don't know what the hell is going on with that wing of the uh, political sphere. I don't know. Is it?
3: I guess it is part of the sphere. I guess it is over there. I mean, if Yay actually launches any type of competent campaign for president, it's going to be interesting who it attracts and how far it goes? I just, I just don't see. I mean, especially if Milo is your first campaign manager. Oh, buddy,
2: good luck. Yeah, I know. Makes Paul Manafort look totally reasonable. <laughs> That's nuts. Is he like did? Did Ye watch like the the blind Klansman sketch from the Chappelle show and really get inspired <laughs> I, I don't know oh, yeah, he's
3: gone he's gone full Clayton Bixby. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: he really has. He's well, not even
3: picking
4: like talented people. That's the no. that's what bothers me. It's like you're a billionaire. You were a billionaire. Yeah. Pick some smart people. No. There's better, there's there's Nazis that aren't complete morons out there.
2: Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, there, but, you
4: know what I mean. You know book um, book
3: morons. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a far cry from the Kanye who once stood next to Mike Myers in a Hurricane Katrina television benefit and said that George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. I'm starting to wonder if Kanye cares about black people. There there you you Thank go. you so much. Nailed it. BP added more than 70
0: billion dollars to the US economy in 2022.
2: Let's go to mainstream Republican politics, despite the fact they seem batshit, because they are. Laura Ingram, <laughs> a woman so religious she wears a gold cross, because remember oh. that when Jesus was hung on a gold cross. <laughs> oh yeah. She's real pissed at the GOP because she says they didn't do enough to help Herschel Walker. I don't think oh. that that's necessarily true. Mm. Herschel Walker didn't really do enough to help himself. Mm. As a matter of fact empowerment alliance which is a dark money group the Mm. empowerment alliance planned to contribute 1.5 million out of a planned 11.5 million dollar budget to help herschel walker so he did have money he did have gop support he was just an immensely flawed candidate and Mm -hmm. also not campaigning during the thanksgiving weekend i think hurt him because you have one person out there who is campaigning and another person isn't They have the same backdrop of Thanksgiving and Herschel Walker missing those four days. I think at the end of the day really did hurt because why would somebody wait in line, wait, Mm -hmm. you know, for hours and hours? And of course, because the system is so flawed in Georgia. Thank you, Brian Kemp. Many people. But once you're in line and you stay in line, you are Mm -hmm. guaranteed the right to vote, whether it even be the next freaking day. Um, Mm -hmm. But they waited. And they were around the block and it did not uh, it was not an easy process. So if you're going to go spend your day, which nobody likes to do, waiting in fucking line just so you can vote for a candidate and you find out the candidate that you're supporting didn't even campaign for the four days over Thanksgiving because they wanted a vacation. Mm. It's not really inspiring, is it?
3: Well, in Herschel Walker's defense, he had to go Thanksgiving with his multiple families. So he had to, had to make the rounds. He had to travel around, you know, his, his houses in Texas. So, you know, he's always got a, he, he likes making his turkey in Texas and then seeing the kids uh, wherever they are in this world. I mean, but you are right. Look, I think there's a lot of good analysis coming out about Georgia. Um, obviously, Stacey Abrams did not uh, defeat Brian Kemp in round two, but there's no. a lot of good evidence coming out that, um, that Georgia is obviously more of a swing state, more of a purple state. State. but again i think the bigger analysis is that herschel walker is a flawed candidate mm-hmm. and this is another uh, this is another trump pick that has gone down and, and now the senate is obviously uh, not just 50-50 anymore this is this is a big pickup for it is. the democrats it's huge. It's huge for the party that's in control to defend every single Senate race, um, yes. Senate seat in a midterm election. So good on them for that. But I again, I think uh, Reverend Warnock is just a good candidate. Um, there's even Republicans who who opted to vote for the reverend because they saw him as a good Christian man in terms of you know, Christian voters in Georgia. And you just got to think Herschel Walker, especially when he was sitting in between Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and said <laughs> erection instead of election. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. Come on, man. You can't do that, I, I man. Gotta, I, <laughs> I got to push
4: that. back. I got to push back. I feel like uh, uh, Herschel really gave Warnock a run for his money. Well, it was closer than 100,000. It was like a 100,000 votes close. So it was sure. he, Herschel Walker was really, really close to running Georgia. And that is what's scary to me. It, to, he to was, win, it's yeah. terrifying it, for sure. Yeah. But he again, did,
3: all, so much money was pouring in for him, you know, I mean, well, from everywhere.
2: And let's not forget, of course, a state that went for Brian Kemp, and then a lot of people changed their vote to vote for a Democrat. Unique situation in Georgia all around. It reminds me of what Ohio used to be, which Mm. is a swing state, a purple state, and maybe indicative of where the country is as a whole. Um, This is what Laura Ingram says. She says regarding uh, Herschel Walker and the loss. We felt this coming. To me, it never felt like the Senate Republicans wanted this guy in office. He was a Trump pick. They didn't really like that. But there wasn't there wasn't the intensity on the part of the Republicans uh, as there was on the part of the Democrats. So a lot of excuses being made. And when excuses are being made, you know, it's not good for your political uh, ideology. I don't think that that is true. I think there was a lot of GOP support for mm-hmm. Herschel Walker. Oh, absolutely. A lot they of were money funneling a boatload of cash in Lindsay there. Lindsey was there at every PR. Absolutely. <laughs> Ted Cruz uh, was there for Herschel when he couldn't be there for his own daughter. So mm-hmm. it seems like Laura <laughs> wants to blame everything except for what we know for a fact. Trump picks lost whether it mm-hmm. be Carrie Lake whether it be uh, the guy running for secretary of state out there in Arizona as well, so on on and so forth. Uh, She goes on to say, we have the same people in place in leadership, the same people in place apparently at the RNC. Perhaps that's not changing. We just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I'm pissed tonight, frankly. I'm mad. (laughs) It's great (laughs) when Laura Ingram is upset. You know good things are happening in the world. When Laura Ingram (laughs) is not uh, not happy, even with the Republican National Committee. So I don't know what this means, I guess, for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. I think that these are sort of anomaly elections because Trump is such a unique uh, politician uh, Mm -hmm. in his waning moments of power. And we'll see what goes on in 2024. What I'm starting to see now is the Democratic strategy that they used when it comes to Kerry Lake, when it comes to Fincham. And, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Some of the more extreme candidates with the Democrats helping them out uh, in order to theoretically win in the general. I'm already starting to see a lot of people on the left praise, not praise, but um, diminish the idea that Trump is losing. Mm. A lot of people are comparing Ron DeSantis to Scott Walker. Scott mm. Walker, of course, run ran and uh, won big time. In 2016, uh, for the, uh, when he was the governor of Wisconsin, a lot of people thought, well, this is going to be, or 2014, I believe that election was, and they're like, well, this is going to be huge. He's going to be the next president. He's a mm-hmm. darling. And a lot of people are trying to tie DeSantis to a Scott Walker type um, politician. I think DeSantis has a lot more uh, energy behind him, and I think he's got a lot more loyal followers than Walker ever mm-hmm. did. But I think the DNC, I think the Democrats want to go against Trump again. There's a lot of polling data that said Biden would beat him again by about 10 percentage points. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the left ends up carrying a little bit of Trump's water here going towards 2024 to sort of ensure that DeSantis doesn't get it. I think they're scared of DeSantis. That's ridiculous because Hillary already did that and it failed. That's true. But (laughs) 2020, it, it didn't. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So Joe's already beat him once. And there is something about politics where I don't think he's I think if it's round two, I don't think it changes anything. Trump hasn't helped himself any. In these past two years, it's just been train wreck after train wreck after train wreck, and now we're seeing it at the polls also. Oh my right, God.
3: right. No, and that that's that would be probably the the political argument going into 2024. If you're a Democrat, you want Trump to keep throwing these these shitty candidates into these Senate yeah. races because you you have some vulnerable Democrats coming up in the Senate races in 2024. I mean, Sherrod Brown is one of the only statewide Democrats left here in Ohio. You got yep. uh, you got our our um, our. our uh, Debbie Stabenow in Michigan. You got Joe Manchin in West Virginia. You got, uh, oh, who's our boy in Montana with the finger?
2: Oh, Tester.
3: Tester, John Tester. John He's up Testies. for reelection. So you got a lot of Democratic senators up for re-election in 2024 mm-hmm. in states that Trump won or that veer yep. very red. And so, again, if, if you just keep throwing up Herschel Walkers and Dr. Oz's, well, right. you know what, Republicans, that's going to be on you.
2: Yeah, that's true. And then it, again, when it comes to the coalition that Trump built, one of the people that um, helped him build, that was Alex Jones. Right. And oh. of course, the Infowars, uh, you know, yeah. clientele. And now Alex Jones is at war with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Alex Jones says, Nick Fuentes has, quote, a homoerotic Hitler fascination. <laughs> wow. But of course,
3: well, Milo, Milo does bring a lot of that to any campaign. <laughs> yes, he does.
2: But of course, uh, Trump, Used Alex Jones. Of course, mm-hmm. uh that was all set up by Roger Stone. Right. But that was a coalition there that was part of the Trump coalition, the weird hodgepodge of people that made it, uh, made it up. Um, but I don't think he has that anymore. I think that Kanye has actually sort of taken away some, maybe a couple hundred thousand votes, maybe a few. I don't know, because to be honest with you, I go out to my bars. And there are some people who don't disagree with Kanye. No, oh, geez. I, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's like it's not it's there will be people that maybe would have supported Donald Trump or just like, ah, fuck it. I'll just vote for yay because they're trolls. Right. I mean, and they then, like to and they
3: like to see pure chaos. And they want to burn down the system. That's and they right. want to
2: burn down the system. And there's so, those, you know, there's, don't know,
4: those evangelists that originally went for Trump. They that he divided lots of groups in a really weird way, Very so that, bizarre, right? that we never and, expected.
3: So and the that, evangelicals have already come forward and said they they're not supporting Trump again.
2: This they're DeSantis time heads either. Either. now. Now mm-hmm. the evangelical vote's going to go with DeSantis. So the weird crackpot vote might go to Yay if, if this thing continues. The Reddit vote, um, as I like to the call Reddit it. vote. The Alex Jones is. <laughs> even though Alex Jones has now turned his back on him, whatever the fuck that even means. Um, but I just wonder, that coalition... Uh, to that, fair, uh, I'd
3: never turn my back on a homoerotic person because they'll just come after me. I got a uh, nice ass. I got a nice <laughs> ass here, folks.
2: I know you do. I uh, take my supplements, and if you want a
3: nice ass, you got to take your supplements.
2: <laughs> I know you do. But so, yeah, I don't know if Donald... I just don't think he's he has not gained any love over That's these past two years right. perhaps solidified uh, the support that he did have maybe hardened the uh the coalition the few people that have stuck around because of all the lawsuits and they see him as a victim mm. they see the mar-a-lago thing as like deep state. they see mm. the hunter biden thing oh, oh my and gosh. they blame you know big tech is the right. only reason that trump right. lost and you know there's also this idea that somehow because uh twitter which again fuck them um, it's one website though. You can get news from uh, other places. Yeah, tons they they did be like let's shadow ban the Hunter story. A lot of people are like, well that maybe through the election to Biden. I don't think the story matters. Right. I don't think right. that people care. I, and I just, so it's not like just because a private company decided to not highlight a story mm-hmm. Then that, that, that it infers that that swung the election. I don't think that right. that that's it, true. Knowing well, that I, the Twitter
4: users, what, 10% of the American population? Or yes. some, some, It's not like that was how it, it doesn't make sense. It no, doesn't. Right. Make. I don't think no, so.
3: And I remember, and I think I've talked about it on their show, that it, it's so surprising to me. I remember, Ben, you and I were watching Sean Hannity at some point just to check in on the crazies. And he was, again, talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. And it's like the Hunter Biden laptop story in October 2020 was a dud. Fox News. Knew it was a dud. Uh, Tucker Carlson even went on the air and said, you know what? I think we're going to stop talking about this because the man's just got addiction problems Mm -hmm. and that's all it is. And I just don't think it's not a thing that if you're a crazy uncle at the Thanksgiving table, it's it's not going to move any needles for anybody there. As much so as uh, something like, you know, kitchen table issues would inflation, yeah. the economy. So well, I still can't believe the Hunter Biden laptop thing is is happening. That being said, I'm glad he had a real great time. It looked like, uh, you know, he had it a lot does look like he had a lot he, of
4: fun. Here's my opinion on that Hunter Biden laptop. If you want to see Hunter Biden's dick so bad,
2: just text him.
4: Yeah, he'll show he'll, it to you. Yeah, he'll show it to you. You don't need to. You don't need to yeah. break into his
2: laptop to get the pictures. He'll send yeah, it to you. Uh, of course, he doesn't have a government position, so I really don't care. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, when it comes to uh, the economy, economy economists say the housing recession has already arrived, and twenty twenty three is going to be a bad year. Oof. So we're gonna be. Oh. I mean, I already feel like we're in a recession, but the housing recession uh, has arrived, and. Um, so, that's, that's the economy good. is yeah. big. And the fact that the economy is struggling mm-hmm. and the Dems still won the Senate just shows you how exhausted people are with Trump politics, mm. how people are just, right. they've had enough of the insanity and they're willing to overlook, which is usually a huge indicator of success, a poor economy. Yes. The fact mm. that the economy is in the shitter, gas prices are high, and the Dems still <laughs> had the Senate. They still got the Senate. It's just, again, it's remarkable. And that's why, you know, people like Laura Ingram, you can't be mad at the RNC. You got to just be mad at yourself because they've been, you know, brainwashing everybody for so long. And maybe some people are starting to realize that Donald Trump is just not a politician that they can trust going forward. And Ron DeSantis, he is a he's a scary candidate, regardless if the left wants to sort of diminish him, because that's what they're going to start doing now is diminishing him, propping up Trump as they did, as you said, in 2015. Right. And um, I know a lot of the networks aren't going to give him the airwaves that they used to. I mean, once you lose Rupert Murdoch, that's huge for Mm -hmm. Trump. Right. And now he's just, you know, again, in a situation where he's getting most of his press because he met with a rapper yeah so, a former <laughs> yeah. rapper yeah. yeah oh and the meeting went really well i heard <laughs> i heard it really went well. great mm-hmm. so anyway all right well let's wrap this up for today we got another episode coming out later on this week there's so much to freaking so much to talk about mm-hmm. uh, michael avenatti he got sentenced to 14 years for fraud what a piece of shit um <laughs> oh man we got so much more to get to but anyway we will discuss it later on this week uh anything else guys all right fantastic (laughs) great work thank you all so much for listening and thank you so much for supporting open lines and hail yourself on sirius radio that's monday and tuesday at 6 p.m pst and uh yeah all right everyone hail yourselves we'll talk to you soon this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can
4: support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to, go to
0: lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want
1: the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your
2: vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.